0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, February 5th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. Firefighters responded to a Sitka trailer park on Wednesday after receiving reports of heavy smoke. Fire Chief Craig Warren says firefighters arrived at Arrowhead Trailer Court around 1.30 in the afternoon and found a box of books smoldering on a kitchen stove. Warren says the residents of the trailer were packing up belongings to move and were donating the box of books to a church group. He says someone accidentally bumped the controls and turned the kitchen range onto low. Nine firefighters responded to the call. Although there was no actual fire to put out, Warren says there was a lot of smoke. He adds that the case has been closed and no further investigation is warranted. Sitka's local Fish and Game office is reviewing its security after a resident entered the premises and assaulted an employee late last month. According to police records, 59-year-old Terry William Graves was taken into custody in the Fish and Game office on January 29 in an altered mental state. He was transported to Maunichka Medical Center. Area fish and game biologist Aaron Dupuy says it's likely that Graves had no beef whatsoever with the department or his victim, and that the alleged assault may have been random. He says that often people do come to the office worked up over something, but it's never resulted in physical aggression.
1: We routinely deal with passionate individuals, but most of those folks keep it cordial. So this is the first for this level of severity.
0: Dupuis says the incident has prompted office staff to review their internal security. Except for adding a rope barrier between public and office areas, residents should not notice any changes in the way the department handles business.
1: I think most of it was, you know, just kind of a wake-up call for us in the office But things like this can't happen and we just got to be prepared for it a little bit.
0: A police spokesperson says assault charges against Terry William Graves have been forwarded to the assistant district attorney. Canada has banned cruise ship travel in its waters for another year. Canadian transportation officials say the prohibition is a precautionary measure during the pandemic. As KHNS's Henry Lysia reports, the ban means cruises to Alaska are off the table in 2021 as well.
2: U.S. maritime law says foreign-flagged cruise ships need to stop in Canada between U.S. ports. That's why large cruise lines like Holland America, Norwegian Cruise Line, and Royal Caribbean stop in British Columbia before they begin their trips in Alaska. So when the Canadian government prohibited cruise ship travel to its ports last year, it effectively ended cruise tourism in Alaska, too. That cruise ship ban has now been extended until February of 2022. Juno City Manager Rory Watt said he isn't surprised. This since the new year,
1: the, the tea leaves and the, the news has been progressively uh, more pessimistic for the return of cruise ships this summer.
2: But he thought the extension of the ban might be for a few months, not the whole year. Three months ago,
1: we were thinking, well, we might see ships in May. And, you know, a month ago, maybe we'd see them in June. And, Two weeks ago, maybe we'd see him in July, and last week was like, God, maybe we're going to see him
2: in August. It's not a done deal in Watt's mind, though. And the order from the Canadian government could be rescinded if the pandemic conditions improve before next February. But in Skagway, Mayor Andrew Cremata doesn't see any way forward in the meantime. Any idea that there could be some kind of workaround is off the table now, because the Canadian government has stated very clearly cruise ships will not even be allowed in Canadian waters. Some members of the cruise industry are hoping for an exemption from the law that requires cruise ships to stop in Canada before heading to Alaska. Ketchikan Visitors Bureau President and CEO Patty Mackey says that a request for a waiver has already been made to Alaska's lawmakers in Washington, D.C.
3: There's been considerable talk to our congressional
1: delegation already, and I have a feeling it's going to amp up a little bit more now with uh, this latest
2: announcement. Hours after the announcement, the Office of Alaska Congressman Don Young sent a three-page letter to the White House urging the Biden administration to help find a legal workaround with Canada that could salvage Alaska's 2021 cruise season. Not all cruises are affected by Canada's ban small cruise ships that start and end in Alaska will be able to operate when they meet COVID-19 protocols from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. But if Southeast Alaska port communities are going to weather another year without any revenue from cruise ship passengers and related businesses, Rory Watt in Juneau said it's not going to happen without some help.
1: We are going to be hoping and praying for a large federal stimulus package
2: According to the Cruise Lines Industry Association, cruises contributed $1.3 billion in direct spending to Alaska and generated 23,000 jobs before the pandemic. Businesses in Skagway have struggled to stay afloat after a year without any cruise tourism. It's pretty much the town's only industry. The municipality has scheduled a town hall meeting for next week to discuss backup plans now that it's clear ships won't be back this summer with reporting from Jennifer Pemberton, Eric Stone, and Jacob Resnick. In Haines, I'm Henry Leesha.
0: Two commercial crabbing seasons worth millions in southeast Alaska open in a few weeks. The Tanner and Golden King crab fisheries open February 17. As KFSK's Angela Denning reports, state managers expect the fisheries to be similar to recent years in terms of opportunity and harvest. The estimated
3: biomass for the tanner crab fishery is about 5 million pounds, which is a 9% decrease from last year. Still, it's about double what's needed to hold the fishery. Joe Stratman is the lead crab manager for the Alaska Department of Fish and Game in southeast Alaska.
1: We don't have any closed areas in regulation, and um, we have not identified any stock health concerns in any portions of the region.
3: State managers survey tanner crab every October when they put pots out in several places throughout the region. In the late 1990s, the population was considered abundant, but it started dropping in the early 2000s and was at its lowest in the mid-2000s. However, Stratman says, there's always been enough tanner to hold a fishery.
1: We consistently have a good number of mature crab that are pre-recruits. They're basically a molt away from entering the fishery. And so We don't see gaps in recruitment with tanner crab in southeast Alaska.
3: Managers won't announce how long the season will last until the day of the opening because it will depend on the number of registered permits and pots. However, Stratman expects it to be like recent years, which would mean a six-day opening in core areas with about 75 permit holders and 5,000 pots. Non-core and exploratory areas can be open longer. Some of the fishermen use ring nets instead of pots to catch the crab. Last year, crabbers caught 1.21 million pounds of tanner. The fishery's catch was valued at $3.89 million at the docks, which is above the previous 10-year average by about a $1 million. The average price was $3.21 per pound, which is also above the 10-year average. Some fishermen will also be harvesting golden king crab at the same time, It's a much smaller fishery with just 14 permit holders participating last year, harvesting 47,000 pounds. This year's harvest goal is up at 76,500 pounds, but that's still way below the 10-year average. Golden king crab is managed in seven areas of southeast, each with its own harvest level. The golden king crab population has fluctuated dramatically in southeast since the fishery started in the early 1970s. Managers don't have any surveys for the species, except data they collect from the fishery. They do know that the large crab live longer than other species, surviving into their 20s, and take about eight years before they can be commercially harvested. Stratman says they don't manage the fishery around the crab's molting and mating cycles like they do for other species.
1: Uh, we think they have approximately a 20-month reproductive cycle, and uh, due to lack of abundance estimates... We don't know what the harvest rates are. Crabs are slow-growing, and they mature, you know, late. And that makes golden king crab a challenging species to manage.
3: Last year's golden king crab was worth $9.30 per pound, which is a little less than the 10-year average. The region-wide catch was valued at $443,000 at the docks, which is also well below the 10-year average of $2.5 million. One of the main buyers in the region for both Tanner and Golden King Crab is OBI Seafoods in Petersburg. Through an email, company spokesperson Julianne Curry wrote that the COVID pandemic will not affect their production capacity. They plan to hire an all-local workforce of 75 people instead of bringing in outside workers. This is a slight decrease in workers, but Curry wrote that they are streamlining production. She says that some plant workers are getting vaccinated for COVID as they can, but it won't change the company's protocols
0: for the virus. In Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning. On the community calendar for today in Sitka, in honor of Heart Health Month, Search invites everyone to wear red today for National Wear Red Day. The Alaska Longline Fishermen's Association seeks applicants for its 2021 Crew Member Apprenticeship Program, Applicants must be 18 years or older. The Sitka National Historical Parks Visitor Center is open noon to 4 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays for the rest of the winter. The park film will be shown at 12.30 and 1.30 p.m. and Junior Ranger books and badges are available. A free local fruit winemaking class for those age 21 and up is 7 p.m. tonight online. Instructors are Michelle Putz and Perry Edwards. The class includes instructions and the couple's award-winning recipe for rhubarb wine. As always, you can find more information at our website at kcw.org. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.